This is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping engineers succeed in work and life. The show is hosted by engineering enthusiast Anthony Fasano and Chris Knutson. Both are professional engineers who found success early in their careers and now work together to help other engineers do the same. Now it's showtime. Hello, this is Anthony Fasano, and this is the show for engineers who want to succeed in both work and life. Today is another Q&A episode. It's the third show in a six-part series that's brought to you by WPI's Foise School of Business, who I'll tell you about momentarily. And in today's episode, I've got some really interesting questions, some of them very similar about becoming an expert, about getting my master's degree. And I know we speak about these topics on several episodes already. But these are real-life questions from engineers, so we're really going to dive into them, and I'm going to give them some steps and, in turn, you some steps that you can utilize. Before I tell you about our sponsor for this series, I want to just mention that we have opened the early bird registration for our event, the Engineering Career Summit, which will be held in May in New Orleans. And this is an event that's going to really help you to develop those seller-doer type of skills, and the communication, the business development, the networking, and there's some high-powered executives and some really awesome speakers that are going to be there. We just confirmed with uh, Jim Rogers, who's the author of Win More Work, How to Write Better AEC Proposals. He will be there as well. So we're excited we added him into the mix. So check it out, engineeringcareersummit.com. We have some early bird tickets at a good price that are still available. There is a limited number, so check that out when you can. So before we start answering questions, let me take a moment to recognize our sponsor for today's episode in this pretty cool six-part series that we're doing, a Q&A series. Our sponsor is WPI's Foise School of Business. If you're thinking of an MBA, but you don't necessarily have one in reach, maybe because you're too busy, you're working a lot, too much overtime, consider WPI's Foise School of Business a top-notch business school integrated into WPI's world-class educational experience. With a distance education format that features six visits to campus per year, WPI's MBA program is one that every engineer should consider. And I'll tell you a little bit more about WPI at the end of today's episode. So let me give you a quote that will take us into our questions. This quote is from the Dalai Lama, and it goes as follows. In order to carry a positive action, we must develop here a positive vision. Let's jump into the main segment of today's episode, and you will be able to find a summary of these questions and my answers on the Engineering Career Coach website. You can actually just go to techpodcast, techpodcast.com, and you can just do a search for WPI in the All six episodes in the series will show up there when they're completed, and as each one is released, it will be there as well. First question comes from Ama from Accra, Ghana. Recent graduate, I just started out as a subsea pipeline design engineer. Very interesting. I love what I do, but I need to distinguish myself. I don't have a master's degree yet. I'm considering subsea engineering slash corrosion engineering. How can I rise quickly to the top and how can I distinguish myself? What milestones must I achieve? Excellent question, Ama. And I'm actually going to read the second question and answer them both together because the second question is along the same lines, actually. 
Second one comes from Walker in Canada, who's a recent graduate as well. Hello, my name is Walker. I am unemployed chemical engineer in training with an EIT. I received my chemical engineering degree from Africa and I have less than one year experience in oil and gas. I want to be a technical guru in the chemical process troubleshooting or a consultant over the next 15 years. I was considering my options and I came across a few online chemical engineering master's degree programs. I can't enroll in one on campus due to a financial commitment. So my question is, would it be useful to get a master's degree in chemical engineering? My bachelor degree is from Africa and may not be recognized by the employers here in North America. Or should I focus on my soft skills and professional development courses that are more related to what I want to do instead of studying general courses in a master's program? All right, those are both excellent questions. And they're really, quite frankly, questions I would say that most engineers have to deal with, which is why I wanted to lump them together and kind of lay out a little bit of an outline steps that both Ama and Walker can take, and of course you can take as well. So I've had the opportunity to talk to a lot of very successful engineers and executives, and I've been really recently actually, I'm getting a lot of advice along these lines. So here's some steps that I would consider taking. The first thing that I would try to focus on is to become a technical expert in your field. That's the most important thing in the beginning of your career. Because you can't really rise to the top unless you know something inside and out, like a niche. And you both have pretty interesting niches, okay? You have the subsea engineering and corrosion engineering. We've talked about the oil and gas part of it. So you want to become a technical expert in the field. That's A number one. Now, the master's degree is a big part of that. I agree, or can be a big part of that. But here's the thing you have to be careful of with a master's degree. A master's degree will put you in more debt, unfortunately. So like anything in life and in business, there's going to be a risk and a reward. The question is, is the reward worth the risk? And in this case, when you talk about risk, it's money, essentially. You're probably going to pay anywhere from fifteen dollars to $45,000 for a master's degree. So the question is, is, is it worth it? So this is the way that I would look at it. You want to minimize your risk, right? You always want to minimize your risk. So how can you minimize your risk and still get a reward? Well, what I did was I went into work right away. I went into the field right away and started working and the co- my company paid for, reimbursed me for my master's degree. So in that scenario, you are minimizing your risk. You're actually, your company is the one taking the risk because they're betting on you staying with them long-term and being a successful engineer. And they may have some ways to build in ways for you to pay them back, which is fair. It's fair to everybody. But the point is, is that if I'm either one of you, really any engineer in today's world, number one, you've got to know if a master's degree is something that is relevant and important in your field. Because I can tell you right now, a master's in your engineering field is not applicable or necessary to every engineering field. Now, in these engineering fields, they might be. Something like subsea engineering, that might be such a very specific niche technical field that a master's degree really stands out. I know structural engineering master's degrees are important. So understand your niche and try to get someone else to pay for your master's degree. Because really the last thing you want to do is become go full-time for your master's degree. I think that's probably not a good idea. I would get experience right away. And secondly, even if you're going part-time and paying for it, you're taking on more debt. It's not really clear if that's going to help you or not. So my recommendation is first to figure out how you can become a technical expert. Secondly, get a master's degree if it's going to help you and see if you can get someone else to finance it or pay for it. The next couple of things that I would give you was Try to develop your presentation skills. 
and do it by developing a presentation around something in your field and giving it at conferences, at professional associations, as a lunch and learn in your own company. This can really elevate you to an expert status relatively quickly because anytime you're in front of a room and you're actually speaking on a topic, you are immediately seen as an expert in that field. I can't stress that enough. You could be a very young engineer, but if you get up in the room in front of 20, 30 people and present on something, they're immediately putting you in their mind as an expert. So that's important and it will do two things for you. One, it's going to help you to develop your presentation skills, which is worth a lot of money, really gold. And secondly, it's going to allow you to start to build that expertise status. The next thing I would do, which is along the same lines and is a little bit easier, you might actually try this one first is write articles on the subject matter in your field. So if you can write an article about some of the recent guidelines, if you can write an article about maybe you did findings or a case study of a project you worked on and get it into a journal, an industry journal or a newspaper or even online somewhere, or even post it on LinkedIn as a LinkedIn post, if your company will allow you to do that and get their approval first, for sure. Because that's going to, again, elevate your expertise status. If you're writing on something, when you publish on something, you get published on something, it elevates your level of expertise. So that's something that can be very important. And it's really not that hard. LinkedIn has made it extremely easy for you to publish posts about projects, about items. Just make sure you talk to your company first or some of the stakeholders on the project to make sure that they're okay with you speaking about that in a public arena. And then lastly, and I say this, when I say lastly, I don't mean to do this last or to prioritize it low, but to work on those interpersonal skills that Walker, that you mentioned in your question, should I focus on my soft skills, my professional development? Personally, I mean, if you've been listening to the podcast at all, you know that I'm a big proponent of that. Chris and I, both of us, I mean, I wrote a whole book, Engineer Your Own Success, on how to work on your interpersonal skills and your core skills. So I, of course, think that's important, and I, of course, think that you should work on developing those skills. But that being said, if you want to become an expert in your field, you do have to get the technical knowledge down in the beginning, because that's when your mind is young, fresh, a sponge, and you can really soak it up. So you have to try to weave these things together, and I just gave you a lot of information, and quite frankly, I think that this information can really help any engineer in their career to really get a game plan established, which is what you really want to do. So let me just walk through those steps one more time. You want to focus on becoming a technical expert in your field. You want to get a master's degree, number one, if it can help you. And number two, at all costs, try to get somebody else to pay for it or finance it so that you don't have to do it yourself. Minimize that risk. Number three, and three and four can be interchanged, but number three, develop a presentation on a topic in your industry and give it at conferences, give it in your company, give it for clients. That'll really elevate your status as an expert, and it will also help you to develop those presentation and communication skills. Number four, write articles on the same subject that you're presenting. Write articles in journals, have them published online, use LinkedIn, et cetera. And then last but not least, of course, is to develop those interpersonal skills and develop yourself. That's going to help drive everything, of course, and you can weave it in however you'd like to weave it in. But those are kind of the five steps that I would look at to become an expert in your field. So Ama and Walker, I wish you the best of luck in trying to become an expert and trying to grow your career. And I hope that that was helpful for you. The next question is from Emmanuel. And he says, my first challenge is financial. I have a problem with capital. My goals are to have or possess my own company or my own consulting firm. 
The skills that I want to improve are the implementation of all technical skills that I have learned about so far and then benefit the society at large using them. What are some steps that I can take? All right, so essentially what I see here from Emmanuel's question is he really wants to be a, his, start his own company. He wants to start his own business. And that is something that is not easy to do. It's just not for so many reasons. But what I will say is, is that it is very doable. And really a lot of the answers that I gave for the last two questions are going to be the same for you, Emmanuel. You have a capital problem, so you need to find a job. You need to make money right now. Don't think about going from zero to a company owner, making money, bringing in profits. That's a big leap to take at one time. Get yourself a job doing whatever you have to do to get some money that you can save to start that company. Preferably, of course, you got to have an engineering job so you can start to get your engineering experience or build your engineering experience. I don't know what, how long you've been practicing. So I would focus on that. I would game plan your business plan. I would start to save money. And I would try to develop your expertise just doing everything I talked about in the last two questions because if you do not develop yourself as an expert, then no one's going to hire your company. And that's just the bottom line. You sounds like you're very focused on the benefits to society. If you really want to benefit society, then you should build your company around that philosophy, around that vision, around that mission. So maybe you're going to do something focused on clean water. Maybe you're going to do something focused on recycling centers. Maybe you're going to do something on prosthetic limbs or whatever the case may be. It's good that you're thinking about that now because that is what's going to help you to build the vision of your company and build it as you go forward in the future. So the bottom line is that all three of these questions are really very similar and I get the same questions all the time from engineers. So I wanted to take the time and just focus on these three questions in this episode because I really think that your career is not something that you want to mess around with. You want to have a plan and you want to work that plan. So in order for you to do that, you have to take certain steps. You have to build it. Every piece that you add to yourself, you're bolstering your career and that just gets you to be bigger and better the next time around. So with that, we're going to jump now into the take action today segment and I'm going to give you a tip that I picked up recently from someone And I think it'll be very helpful for you as you move forward in both your career and your life. All right, now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show. Today, I'm going to give you one tip that I just picked up recently at a conference I attended that can help you both personally and professionally. But before I do, I would like to offer a word from today's episode sponsor and the sponsor for this Q&A series, WPI. WPI's Robert A. Foise School of Business specializes in equipping candidates much like yourself for an MBA experience and MBA-enabled career path. Built on the foundations of technology and innovation, WPI's program delivers a dynamic, personalized, collaborative, and supportive environment for engineers to augment their technical capabilities with business understanding, acumen, and know-how, all very important to succeeding. And I talked about that a little bit in the questions before. And WPI does all of this through a format which affords working professionals like you the opportunity to fit the program into your day and your week in a way that works for you. Like I said before, a lot of it is done online and there's a couple of visits to campus. So for more information on this program, visit business.wpi.edu or call 
831-4665 and let them know that you heard about them on the Engineering Career Coach podcast. And we're also going to have Mark Fellens from WPI come on as part of this series and talk about an engineer himself with an MBA and how that has helped him and how that can help you. All right, so the topic that I want to talk about today is one that I just learned about, well, not learned about, but it's kind of a something that was talked about at a conference I went to recently. Chris and I put on a conference for the Society of American Military Engineers. We got to talk with a lot of their staff there, their executive director and others. And I'm not going to give specific advice from specific people, but what I took out of the conference was what you need to focus on in life and in your career is very simple. It's one word. It's outcomes. People get so stuck on all the steps and this, and I got to do this, and now I'm doing this. I got a to-do list that's so long. If you focus on the outcomes, everything will shift. If you're stuck with something, like, should I get a master's degree? Should I do this? Just say to yourself, what do I want the outcome to be? I want the outcome. I want to become an expert. Well, then let me investigate if this master's degree is going to make me an expert. Should I work for a big company or a small company? What do you want the outcome to be of that job? Well, I want to work on projects all over the globe. Well, small companies probably not going to get you there. Or, well, I want to be able to work on every facet of a business. Okay, well, then maybe a small company is the right fit for you right now. So I know it sounds like a very simple, simple kind of recommendation, but I started thinking about it more myself after the conference and I was like, holy cow, that's like the answer to everything. If we focus on outcomes, all of our decisions are so much easier to make. So just think about it as you go through and when you're pondering what to do in your career or you're not really sure what the next step is, think about what you want your outcome to be in your engineering career and in your life. I hope that you enjoyed the episode today. I'd love to hear your feedback, comments, or questions. Just go to engineeringcareercoach.com. You can click on the podcast page, do a search for WPI. This is the third episode of six. We monitor all the comments and we'll respond if you leave us one. I hope that you will also consider visiting engineeringcareersummit.com and consider purchasing an early bird ticket to come down to the event, hang out with Chris, myself, Will Schneer, CEO of Big Red Dog is going to be one of the keynote speakers. We've got a whole host of great speakers, which you can check out at engineeringcareersummit.com. I would love to actually meet you since you've hopefully been listening for a while. Until next time, please continue to engineer your own success. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach podcast. Be sure to visit engineeringcareercoach.com where you can find all past episodes and also download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also to help develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success.